Melbourne Magazine, January to June 2022. Your City of Melbourne Magazine. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is Jenny Seedsman. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and fifteen minutes overall. Here's what's inside: Lord Mayor's message, powering on with Melbourne's low carbon future. Your say, flash forward. Epic artists transform forty laneways. How to remake a city from the laneways up? A love letter from the nineteen nineties. Events calendar. A city of possibility. New neighbourhood for the inner north. Make the city your local. Trailblazer named Melburnian of the year. In brief, your council. Help us spot superb fairy wrens. Contact. Closing announcement. On the cover, artist Gonketa, Jacob Campbell, with his flash-forward mural in Rainbow Alley. Lord Mayor's message from Sally Cap. Our city abounds with exciting events, bold aspirations, and unique experiences. It's what makes us a leading global destination, drawing visitors from far and wide. Come with us as we embark on this new year of possibility together. Having launched our four-year council plan and a record seven hundred eighty-nine point nine million dollar budget, we have a roadmap and all the right resources in place for a stunning renaissance. Our new Power Melbourne project will accelerate our ambitions to make Melbourne the employment centre of a resilient zero-carbon economy, attracting leading thinkers, and unlocking our city's climate capital. We'll also progress our plans for our game-changing, city-shaping Green Line project, which will transform the northern banks of the Yarra River, Birrung from the MCG to the Balti Bridge. With the new year comes a chance to embrace a central experience district, and soak up Melbourne's inimitable moments together. Do away with the teleconference calls and join your colleagues in the office for those happenstance moments of connection and collaboration. Explore the newly transformed flash-forward laneways, and immerse yourself in the buzz of our premier events and homegrown festivals like Moomba. Which will be a highlight of marvelous March, with so many opportunities on your doorstep and a number of stamp duty discounts on offer. There has never been a better time to invest in a little slice of Melbourne. Ours is a neighbourhood like no other, with the Queen Victoria Market, your local grocery store, the Royal Botanic Gardens, your local park, and world-renowned restaurants, theatres, boutiques. And artisan wares, just a short stroll away. Keep your eye on Melbourne's newest suburbs, our urban renewal precincts like Macaulay. Watch as these neighbourhoods are revamped into thriving and vibrant homes and workplaces for our growing community. Here's to a new year and all the wondrous possibilities ahead of us. Signed, Sally Cap, Lord Mayor. The picture caption reads: Lord Mayor Sally Cap 
at the launch of Melbourne Sky Farm, a rooftop greening project in Docklands. The City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Bunurong Bunwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin, and pays respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We are committed to our reconciliation journey because at its heart, reconciliation is about strengthening relationships between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal peoples for the benefit of all Victorians. Powering on with Melbourne's low-carbon future Residents and small businesses in the City of Melbourne could be among the first in Victoria to enjoy more affordable energy through a neighbourhood battery initiative. We're embarking on an ambitious battery storage and renewable electricity project set to deliver cheaper power while reducing emissions and contributing to a more sustainable future. Lord Mayor Sally Cap said Power Melbourne will build a neighbourhood-scale battery network and retail electricity offering to enable more affordable renewable energy for consumers. Renewable energy, backed by battery storage, presents exciting opportunities not only for emissions reductions, but also for job creation and the local economy, the Lord Mayor said. This is all part of our commitment to power Melbourne with 100% renewable energy by 2030 and reach net zero emissions by 2040. Through Power Melbourne, we want to lead the way and create a replicable model that can be used across Victoria and the country. Modelling from the Australian Energy Market Operator shows small to mid-scale battery capacity in Victoria is projected to increase by 844% over the next decade, while the use of brown coal is projected to shrink by 79%. The City of Melbourne is partnering with RMIT University and University of Melbourne on the Power Melbourne project. Work is underway to identify suitable locations to install battery assets across the municipality, taking into account network needs and community benefits. We have received funding to support a technical feasibility study through the Victorian Government's Neighbourhood Battery Initiative. It comes as the City of Melbourne's efforts to tackle climate change and reduce emissions have been recognised with an A-grade rating by global environmental impact non-profit CDP. The A-grade rating is presented to cities with ambitious emissions reduction and renewable energy targets and a demonstrated climate action plan. Less than 10% of cities have achieved the prestigious A-grade rating. Since declaring a climate and biodiversity emergency, we've worked tirelessly to transition our city to a more sustainable and environmentally friendly place, the Lord Mayor said. Through Power Melbourne and our past successes with the Melbourne Renewable Energy Project, we're encouraging the adoption of renewables and the acceleration of emission reductions to make Melbourne a leader in sustainability for decades to come. The Lord Mayor shared our plans for Melbourne to become the Centre for Clean Energy Innovation at Glasgow's virtual COP26 mayoral panel in November. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash 
sustainability. The picture caption reads, Our neighbourhood battery network will reduce emissions and produce more affordable energy. Your say. Tweets at City of Melbourne. From La Trioli. Went out to dinner with friends, and it's feasible the City of Melbourne made up its entire 18-month pandemic deficit in just one night. The place was just jumping. So much life and so much fun. Hashtag Vic Comeback. From Smart Cities W. Melbourne plans to build a neighbourhood-scale battery network and retail electricity offering to enable more renewable energy into the grid and reduce power bills for consumers. At City of Melbourne, at Lord Mayor Melb, hashtags Smart Cities Renewable Energy. From Lost Dogs Home. The Lost Dogs Home has revealed Victoria's top hotspots for pet lovers in 2021. Results show Moreland Council was doggy paradise, while City of Melbourne was home to most felines. At Moreland Council, at City of Melbourne, hashtag pet lovers. From Tristan underscore Russell. This city is still beating. No Zoom will ever compare to the feeling the Melbourne CBD elicits. The arcades, the shops, the hotels, the members' clubs, the bars, the laneways, and, of course, the coffee. Loving being back at every opportunity. Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au What's the latest news on food and garden waste collection service? We're expanding our food and garden waste collection service to dwellings of two to five storeys, starting in March. Since launching the first phase of this service for single-storey homes last June, we've diverted nearly 500 tonnes of organic waste from landfill. We're now developing tailored approaches for apartment buildings. To find out more about the rollout of this municipal-wide programme, including how to use the new bins, kitchen caddies, and compostable bin liners, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash food hyphen garden hyphen waste. Connect with us, instagram.com forward slash city of Melbourne, facebook.com forward slash city of Melbourne, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash city hyphen of hyphen Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Green Thumbed Recruits. Next time you stroll through Melbourne's beautiful green spaces, take a moment to appreciate the community members of our Parks and Gardens Advisory Committee. With expertise in areas like parks management, horticulture, ecology, well being, and landscape design, these passionate local people help us make our parks, gardens and open spaces the best they can be. Participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash parks hyphen gardens hyphen committee. Recreation Centre Updates Melbourne City Baths 
Drop by the refurbished Melbourne City Baths for a dip in the historic surrounds of Australia's oldest bathing facility. We've been busy sprucing up the roof, turrets, facade and more to help maintain and preserve this beloved building for the community and future generations. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Melbourne City Baths Kensington Community Recreation Centre Stay tuned for updates on our new state-of-the-art recreation centre in Kensington, which will include pools, multi-sports courts, sustainable features and better integration with JJ Holland Park. Demolition of the original facility, which has served the community since 1976, begins this year. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash city projects Flash forward. Epic artists transform 40 laneways. Wind your way through 40 Melbourne laneways to discover giant manga-inspired murals, fairy tale landscapes and Thai temple art reimagined. Flash Forward showcases new work by more than 80 artists, including Jacob Campbell, also known as Gonquetta, whose stunning mural soars over Rainbow Alley. Gonquetta, pictured on the cover of this edition of Melbourne Magazine, uses multiple mediums and canvases to create artwork inspired by comic books, pop art and manga. The Flash Forward mural is his largest ever project. I want to add more colour into the world. My Flash Forward location is called Rainbow Alley, but it was strikingly grey when I arrived, so I wanted my artwork to be bold and bright, Gonquetta said. It's great that we can help make Melbourne streets more beautiful. I love creating murals, and I hope to create more of these around the city. Born deaf, Gonquetta's first language is Australian Sign Language. His flash-forward artwork depicts some of Auslan's 66 official handshapes, each of which is used for numerous signs to shine a light on deaf culture. Auslan is a rich and expressive language created by the deaf community. It is not only about signs, but also your body language and facial expressions, Gonquetta said. When I travelled through Europe, I found no barriers when I met deaf people. While we may not share the same sign language, our tenacity with visual communication means that we can exchange ideas very freely. I want passers-by to look at the hands on my mural and look at their own and be inspired to learn to sign. Many people don't realise how often they are already using their hands to communicate in day-to-day -day life. You don't have to become fluent, but you can learn the basics of Auslan through community courses at places like Magic Hands and Open That Door, or go more in-depth at Melbourne Polytechnic. Follow Gonquetta on Instagram for updates on his work and exhibitions. That's at G-O-N-K-E-T-A underscore. Flash Forward is the largest revitalisation of CBD laneways in Melbourne's history, creating more than 160 jobs for artists, designers, music producers, lighting specialists, technicians and maintenance workers. 
The jobs are supported by the Victorian government's $500 million Working for Victoria Fund, which has helped more than 13,500 people across the state find jobs during the pandemic. Six fascinating artworks. Flash Forward involves more than 80 creative works, from murals to albums, which can be found online and across the city. Here's a small sample of what's on offer. An intricate pen-and-ink fairy tale landscape by Sean Liu in Langs Lane. Four light boxes that tell the story of colonialism by Aretha Brown in Myers Place. Temple Art meets contemporary stenciling by Bundit Pung Tong in Rose Lane. Chaotic black and white graphics by Bootleg Comics in Crown Place. A web of neural pathways painted by Prue Stevenson in Little William Street. Shifting colour and pattern by Nick Azidis in Highlander Lane. Browse the full programme at flash-fwd.com. How to Remake a City from the Laneways Up A Love Letter from the 1990s What can the genesis of Melbourne's much-loved laneway culture teach us about remaking the city? As the sheen came off our 90s obsession with sun-dried tomato focaccias, a quiet revolution was underway in the city's abandoned buildings and underground arcades. On a Sunday, we'd cook a barbie on the roof of our building on Hosier Lane, and it felt like the only other living creature in the city was the bird of prey circling overhead, said Mark Healy, a founding director of architecture firm Six Degrees Architects. Mark and ten friends had taken over the top floor of an old building made vacant by the recent recession. It felt like they had the city to themselves, but the after-dark entertainment options were limited. We wanted somewhere in the city to stay up late and drink and talk with friends, and one of us had the idea of starting a bar, said Mark. They pooled their slender resources and converted a stripped-out hair salon into the city's first laneway bar. There were no grand plans beyond that. Myers Place was open from 4pm to 4am, and all drinks were $4, said Mark. It was 1994. The bar was quickly crammed full of curious artists, designers, makers, and city dwellers, many of whom had set up homes and studios in hidden warehouses and faded neo-Romanesque beauties. Tiny bars were soon scattered like secrets across the city's laneways. Rue Bevelons, Misty, Hairy Canary, St. Jerome's, Troika, Hell's Kitchen, Robot, Gin Palace. Although the crew from Myers Place has moved on to different projects, some of these bars are still serving drinks more than 20 years later, and our foodie scene now graces our footpaths and parklets through our outdoor dining initiative. Cheap rent attracts artists. A sweeping view of the city convinced jeweller Ali Lim to take a seventh-floor studio in the Nicholas Building in 1994. That and the cheap rent. She joined a matrix of creatives tucked away in drafty city studios. 
Jewelers in the city were doing really great and edgy stuff, like an exhibition of rings formed from ice that would gradually melt over the day, said Ali. Beautiful, spontaneous, experimental. In 1998, Ali teamed up with friend Emma Goodsir to create a laneway retail space and gallery for local jewellers. A start-up grant from City of Melbourne helped them take the leap, and E.G. et al., is still running today in the central city under Emma's direction. E.G. et al. fueled the craft and made it a financially viable career for many artists, said Emma. This contributed to the city's growth into an internationally recognised hub for contemporary jewellery. Momentary beauty was also fostered by indie fashion house Alice Euphemia which opened in a dark and spooky underground arcade in Flinders Way in 1997 and eventually moved into an empty police station in Cathedral Arcade. The rent was so cheap we could afford to be creative, said owner Karen Reichiak, who ran Alice Euphemia for 17 years. Alice nurtured nascent local labels, including Gorman and Kauai. The launch of each new collection was an excuse for a party that spilled out into the laneways and attracted all types of creatives. Collaborations abounded. You can't fake that. There's value in curating free or very inexpensive spaces for creative people. There's a lot you can do with empty spaces created in the city by the pandemic. How landlords use their empty space is going to be very beneficial to the city said Karen. The City of Melbourne is now connecting landlords with prospective tenants, like artists and entrepreneurs, to convert empty shop fronts into pop-ups through its Shopfront Activations program. Putting the fun back into art. Look up while walking down Centre Place, and you'll still see two of the four light boxes that the City Lights crew stuck to a wall on the side of a bank in 1992. Vessels for a new type of exhibition space. It was 50% permission and 50% punk anarchy, said City Lights co-founder Richard Butler Bowden. The punk anarchy sucked people in. It was unexpected. People were used to seeing advertising in light boxes, but instead, they got art. City Lights soon expanded to eight smaller light boxes in Hosier Lane. On the surrounding walls, stencils and paste-ups appeared. Street art culture began its stealthy spread. The stencil thing really blew up at that Hosier Lane site. It was from the ground up. We were part of a current that put fun back into art, said Richard. When the city turned its attention to buffing the streets until each surface sparkled, it also created empty canvases for street artists, according to curator Dr Lachlan McDowell. You wouldn't spend six hours painting a wall that would be cleaned regularly, so stenciling began to make sense. You could create multiples and not worry too much. They were at the human scale, said Lachlan. From punk roots sprang the City of Melbourne's Laneway Commissions Programme, which saw new, temporary artworks commissioned, like love letters to the local terrain. A giant safe lodged perilously overhead. A confession chamber. Unreachable phone boxes. 
Having seen the city as a playground in the 1990s, Lachlan has teamed up with artists to bring light and colour to our laneways through the Flash Forward programme, which commissioned artists to add their distinctive mark to 40 city laneways. Urban Choreography It may have seemed spontaneous, but the slow dance of urban choreography, as Council City architect Rob Adams describes his 38-year relationship with Melbourne, began in 1985. We made incremental changes to reinforce the city's own character, said Rob. Footpaths were widened, lighting was added and traffic calmed. Disused roads were reclaimed as green space. Melbourne began to play to its strengths, iconic bluestone pavers, laneways. When the property market crashed, rents in old buildings dropped and everyone moved to high-class accommodation. These old buildings were left empty. While adventurers had made a community in some empty spaces, Rob and his team approached landowners and encouraged them to convert their buildings into residential spaces. The idea was controversial at first and required fancy footwork with the fire department and other regulators, but Postcode 3000 evolved quickly and Melbourne's residential population swelled from 685 city dwellings in 1982 to more than 40,000 dwellings today across the CBD, South Bank and Docklands. Through a new residential campaign, This Is Your Local, we are once again encouraging people to embrace city living and make the most of current stamp duty concessions. There were unexpected side effects of the success of Postcode 3000. As more professionals moved into the city, studio spaces were converted into apartments and rents went up. Many artists were forced to withdraw, but they left a powerful legacy. The creative people who got pushed out by Postcode 3000 are the people we can bring back into the central city post-COVID, said Rob. If we can get those empty spaces and put creatives into those spaces, what a great combination. Ways to love Melbourne Laneway street art Look at our laneways afresh. Flash Forward has revitalised 40 central city laneways with art, sound and lighting. Or explore the walls on a free street art walking tour. Read more earlier in this magazine. Melbourne Moments Get discounts through the Melbourne Attractions Key Pass. Look for $20 tickets at Arts House. Catch a gig. Tune in to Aboriginal Melbourne. BYO Wheels and cruise around our friendly bike lane network. Shopfront Activations Keep an eye out for artists in residence at street level. We're transforming empty shopfronts into creative spaces and temporary shops under a $2.6 million program in partnership with the Victorian Government. Local Businesses Enjoy an outdoor table at your favourite eatery. We're making it easier for businesses to trade outdoors with permit-free waivers, new infrastructure and a boost for the business concierge. Parks and Gardens 
Pack a picnic basket full of goodies from an indie city grocer and take your pick of twelve stunning city gardens. Find the secret waterfall, do some forest bathing, and breathe. For more information, visit magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash reignite hyphen Melbourne. The picture captions read, A recent sunset in Hosier Lane, one of Melbourne's most iconic laneways. City Lights 2 launch party in a pre-graffiti Hosier Lane, circa 2000. Light boxes by Andy Mack in the first City Lights exhibition in Centre Place, 1994. The former Myers Place Bar, a pioneer in laneway culture. Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Event dates and details may change. Check online for updates at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au Monthly from January to December. Fed Live. Watch free live gigs by established and emerging musicians on one Friday per month. Hiatus Coyote will headline on Friday the 14th of January. Visit fedsquare.com for more dates and lineups. The 23rd of January, Midsummer Carnival. Experience a fabulous day celebrating the start of Midsummer's 22-day festival. The carnival features food, activities and live entertainment. Until the 30th of January. Jurassic World by Brickman. Embark on an epic interactive journey at Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. This is the largest Lego brick exhibition in Australian history. During summer. Summer Nights Drone Show. Watch a huge drone show at Victoria Harbour in Docklands. This breathtaking display runs twice a night, featuring 350 drones. Stay tuned for dates. The 4th to the 6th of February. Across the Bridge. Be inspired by artworks created in dialogue between LGBTQIA plus international students and local artists in an exhibition at Signal. The 5th of February, the 19th of March, the 2nd of April and the 14th of May. Bring your own plate. Create food-themed crafts using ceramics, textiles and painting in a series of four workshops for young people aged 14 to 25 at Signal, curated by Sophia Tsai. The 13th of February, Melbourne Pride. Celebrate the 40th anniversary of the decriminalisation of homosexuality in Victoria with a one-day street party the 14th, the 18th and the 25th of February. Candlelight Concerts See Fed Square by Candlelight for evenings of live classical music, a perfect way to celebrate Valentine's Day with someone special. Until the 17th of February. Melbourne Music Week Catch punk and psychedelic rock, live electronica, emerging DJs, and contemporary and traditional Aboriginal music at iconic venues. Learn more at 
mmw.melbourne.vic.gov.au The 20th of February Melbourne Storm Family Day Bring the crew to the Storm Training Ground at Gosha's Paddock to meet the squad and enjoy live music, kids' activities and food trucks. The 26th of February to the 1st of April Not-so-silent outdoor cinema Here leading artists perform live scores to iconic films at Fed Square. Until the 27th of February Corey Art Show Browse a stunning showcase of artworks by a diverse group of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists at the Koori Heritage Trust in Fed Square. The 3rd to the 6th of March. She will. Explore an exhibition that combines photography and film to honour women from Melbourne's South Sudanese community at Signal. The 5th to the 6th of March. Lonsdale Street Greek Festival. Be part of Melbourne's longest-running Greek festival. Antipodes 2022 brings together Hellenic performers, dancers and businesses. Until the 6th of March. Open Arcade Gaming. Play free, virtual games on a big screen at Queensbridge Square in Southbank from 7am to 8pm. Venture into the gaming area to trigger a sensor that starts the game. The 11th to the 14th of March. Moomba Festival. Discover the magic of Moomba this Labor Day long weekend. The jam-packed program includes the Birdman Rally, Moomba Parade, Carnival Rides, Water Sports and Fireworks. The 12th to the 13th of March. Turkish Pazar Festival. Savour the sounds and tastes of a traditional Turkish street bazaar at this free festival of food, music, dance and culture at Queen Victoria Market. The 17th to the 20th of March. Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival. Be inspired by a four-day literary festival that celebrates the diverse expressions of First Nations writers, covering all genres. The 19th to the 27th of March. Live Fast Festival. For two weekends, the Australian Grand Prix will take over Argyle Square in Carlton. Soak up the festivities as the world's best motorsport drivers prepare to vie for the chequered flag. The 30th of March to the 3rd of April. Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show. Get gardening advice. Explore the Great Hall of Flowers, enjoy live entertainment and indulge in high tea at the Royal Exhibition Building and Carlton Gardens. The 2nd to the 7th of April. The Nest. Discover a sensory safe haven for autistic people at Signal and explore how mark-making, sculpting or writing can be powerful tools to stim and express who you are. The 15th of April. Kids Day Out. Enjoy a family-friendly day of activities, entertainment and food at Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. This event raises funds for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. Until the 25th of April. The Gecko and the Mermaid. Do your kids love geckos, turtles, lizards and mermaids? 
This free kids exhibition at the NGV introduces two significant contemporary Yolnu artists from northeast Arnhem Land. Until the 25th of April. Gabrielle Chanel, Fashion Manifesto. Fashionistas will adore this exhibition of 100 outfits designed by iconic French couturier Gabrielle Chanel at the NGV. Until the 1st of May. Emu Sky. Discover art, research and storytelling from more than 30 Aboriginal collaborators at the University of Melbourne's Old Quad. Emu Sky explores science, language and land management. The 7th of May. South Asian Festival. Experience vibrant South Asian culture with captivating stage performances, street food, boutique stalls, carnival rides, fireworks and much more at Birurung Ma. The 8th of May. Mother's Day Classic. Walk or run the tan track on Mother's Day to raise awareness and funds for life-saving breast cancer research. The 9th to the 15th of May. Melbourne Knowledge Week. Explore challenges, ignite big ideas, and co-create the city of tomorrow through this program of interactive events, panels, workshops, dinners, and performances. For more information, visit whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au Powerful Season at Arts House be swept away by new contemporary dance, music and theatre at Arts House from the 23rd of February to the 28th of May. Take your pick from world premiere dance works from Lucy Guerin, Inc. and Sarah Aiken and collaborators. A theatrical inquiry into the impossible task of seeking the truth by the rabble and much more. In We Take Back Our Mother Tongues, an all-star collective of queer Pacifica and First Nations artists called Family will perform spellbinding electronic music with traditional instruments like conch shells and log drums. Hear from one of the creators at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au This season at Arts House, all tickets are $20 or $10 for black ticks. Book now at artshouse.com.au A City of Possibility City leaders share why there's much to be optimistic about in Melbourne. As we work to reignite Melbourne now and for the future, our councillors share what they are looking forward to as we create a bright new year and future for our city and community. Lord Mayor Sally Cap. We want Melbourne to be a city of possibility, and it certainly feels that way as people fill our streets with enthusiasm and elation. Melbourne has always tingled with a dynamic energy, and after a challenging pandemic period, the buzz is coming back. It's delightful to see the spontaneous gathering of people coming together, lingering over coffee and cocktails in tiny bohemian bars, boutique shopping after a show, and getting amongst it for a late night with friends and live music. There is a sense of discovery and delight. From premier international events to homegrown festivals, we are making up for lost time and reminding ourselves, and everyone else, 
why Melbourne is the undisputed events capital of Australia. My resolution in 2019 was to buy more tickets to shows and events, and in 2022 I am reprising that. No other city has both a Grand Slam and a Grand Prix. There's Hamilton, Harry Potter, Moulin Rouge, and the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and the return of the tremendous Rising Festival. I have a newfound appreciation for our artists and their tenacity, persevering over the past two years, and I can't wait to get back out to support them. In March, we have Moomba to look forward to. It's the largest free community festival in the country, and it will be wonderful to see so many Melburnians back in the city together. Deputy Lord Mayor Nicholas Rees Like a kid in a candy shop, I want to revisit all my favourite places at once. The city library, the city baths, and just hang out in my favourite shopping strips like Ligon Street and Errol Street. Some exciting new restaurants and bars have opened in the city while everyone has been away. I am keen to try them out and show our hospitality industry some support. March in Melbourne is always a special time. There are so many events for all to enjoy. More than ever, I am looking forward to enjoying Moomba with my children. They are still young enough to get swept up in the Moomba magic, and that makes it magical for me. Councillor Dr Olivia Ball Melbourne's theatre scene is world-class, and I cannot wait to get back to the theatre with MTC's true story, High Peaks Adventure, Touching the Void, kicking off the year. There's La Mama Theatre in Carlton, reopened after its devastating fire, and Hamilton to look forward to in March. The Australian Ballet returns in February with a 21st century take on the story ballet form, an adaptation of Tolstoy's Anna Karenina. And we also relish the return of live music, including the Melbourne Chamber Orchestra. Art is one of the biggest drawcards in Melbourne, and tourists are often surprised to find our National Gallery is also free, whether behind the watery window in St Kilda Road or the Australian Collection at Fed Square. Councillor Rashina Campbell We want to make Melbourne the easiest place to start and grow a business through the establishment of Invest Melbourne. Melbourne is ideally placed to pick up tech businesses, the next generation of advanced manufacturers, and to locate headquarters. We are also working to drive visitation to ensure all our businesses thrive through the establishment of Visit Melbourne, which will showcase our cultural strengths. We're investing $21.5 million to reclaim our place as Australia's events capital. It's with great optimism and enthusiasm that we're planning our premier events like Moomba in March and Melbourne Knowledge Week in May. Plus, we're providing more reasons for people to visit the city this summer with the Melbourne Attractions Key Pass, offering discounts to some of the city's top attractions and experiences, and an incredible giveaway program with more than 10,000 prizes. Councillor Jason Chang Melburnians are embracing the new normal, and it's terrific to see office workers back in the Central Experience District. They're coming back in to work, but also to dine out, to see a show and to catch up with friends.
I'm so happy to see our hospitality businesses full and buzzing again. Whether they're indoors or enjoying outdoor dining, Melbourne is reclaiming its title as the culinary capital of the country. Events like the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and Loom are incredible magnets for drawing people into the city. The world's premier electronic music festival, Ultra, will take over Melbourne in March, and in November, Justin Bieber heads to town. These events show that Melbourne holds global appeal and show confidence in our city. Councillor Mary Elizabeth Doidge. For me, reigniting Melbourne is about innovative, bold, and ambitious thinking. The city has several major initiatives that will reshape our city over time. But also, right now, the city of Melbourne has launched a number of exciting events, bigger than ever, that will play a significant role in our recovery. I'm really excited about the two hundred and fifty million dollar renewal of Queen Victoria Market. I have enjoyed shopping and eating there my whole life. This renewal will see a more accessible, safer, and reinvigorated market for everyone to enjoy. The heritage sheds are being restored, along with the new market facilities, a library, and construction of the city's largest new community hub at the Munro site, with affordable apartments, the new underground car park, more public open space, and laneways. Melbourne is truly an amazing place. Councillor David Griffiths, I'm really looking forward to the return of everyone who loves the city, the workers, the kids from the country, the families, and the visitors. I can't wait for the return of our international students and the energy and life they bring to the city. We want our international students to have the world's best student experience. So we're doing everything we can to entice them back to Melbourne, and that starts with offering unforgettable experiences in our great city. We're proud to be their home away from home, and we want them to feel connected and engaged in the city. They are our brand ambassadors for Melbourne. Councillor Jamal Hakim, Docklands really shines in summer. It's going to be fantastic to see Victoria Harbour light up with a spectacular drone show this summer. Docklands is a place where all people can take part. This is especially because it has universal access for young people, older people, people skateboarding on the wide footpaths, and people with prams or wheelchairs. That's what we're hoping to achieve with Council's new neighbourhood model. We want to curate each suburb so it fits with the needs of the people who live, work, and play there. Melbourne is a kaleidoscope of different environments. You go to Ligon Street for prosecco and pasta. You go to New Quay and the District to see the drones with your family, or shopping in the CBD or at Queen Victoria Market. We want to ensure each of these precincts are fit for purpose. Councillor Philip Lilu. Welcoming people back to our streets, shops, parks, and events is something I'm most excited about this year. We have a great lineup of activations to attract people back into Melbourne, and I'm looking forward to many of the offerings, especially within the arts and creative sector. But as we turbocharge the day and night in the city, 
We also have to be mindful of the residents living within Melbourne to ensure there is a good balance between the two. I am proud to call Melbourne home, as it is a great place to live, work and play. That is why I am keen to see Council create more open spaces across the city, with innovative designs and solutions that will benefit everyone, especially the residents. Melbourne is one of the world's most livable cities, and we have the people and the determination to make Melbourne an even better place to live and visit. Councillor Rohan Leppert As the city reopens, I can't wait for Melburnians to experience new public art throughout the central city. The joy that Melbourne's artists bring through festivals, exhibitions and surprising provocative public art is prolific, and our community is richer for it. The work that our Creative City branch has done with Flash Forward, showcasing the work of 80 artists in 40 laneways, is particularly exciting, and festivals in 2022 will be packed with new art. As Council embarks on our new public art framework, more ambitious than ever, Melbourne's creative practitioners will be central to redefining the role of the central city post-COVID. Bring on a creative renaissance for central Melbourne. Councillor Kevin Louis. Our small businesses have faced some of the harshest trading times in history, so it is pleasing to see them reopening and visitors returning to the city. We continue to provide support to our small businesses through our business concierge, we're also delivering $1.75 million in grants to activate key precincts across the municipality. Our City Activation Grants Program will provide funding of up to $50,000 for initiatives that drive visitation to areas of the city severely impacted by the pandemic and its lockdowns. From a series of live music performances to walking tours or temporary art installations, Businesses and community members will know how to best enhance the atmosphere in their precincts. All it takes is a creative idea, and we can't wait to see it. For councillor portfolio information and contact details, see later in this magazine. New Neighbourhood for the Inner North Melbourne's newest precinct, Macaulay, is set to become a thriving hub for workers, residents and businesses within Kensington and North Melbourne. A vibrant, bustling and sustainable neighbourhood is set to appear on the doorstep of the CBD. Our vision, set out in the Macaulay Structure Plan 2021, is to transform 90 hectares within Kensington and North Melbourne into a mixed-use, mid-rise precinct. Macaulay will draw on the area's unique existing character while greening the streets with canopy trees, adding world-class amenities and superb cycling, walking and public transport links. Thousands of jobs will be created over the life of the project, attracting a variety of workers, including tradies, designers and start-up entrepreneurs as well as small and medium-sized businesses. Our plan promotes high-quality, well-designed developments, adds more open space and enhances the Mooney Ponds Creek. Macaulay will provide access to new community infrastructure and local activity centres, 
and more affordable and diverse housing. Deputy Lord Mayor Nicholas Rees said the structure plan cements our vision for Macaulay as a neighbourhood full of shops, services and jobs, connected by walkable streets and great public transport. In creating this structure plan, we've looked carefully at some of the leading new urban development projects around the world, from Barcelona to Copenhagen and Manchester, the Deputy Lord Mayor said. The transformation of Macaulay will show how Melbourne can grow while becoming more livable and more sustainable. It can be done with good urban planning and an abundance of green open space. We have worked very hard to protect the heritage character of the area and sensitively manage the interfaces between existing residential homes and those areas where new gentle density developments will be permitted. Environment Portfolio Lead Councillor Rohan Leppert said a key component of the structure plan will be to deliver more green open spaces for residents. With backyards shrinking and our population growing, it's never been more important for us to provide green open spaces for the community, Councillor Leppert said. A key feature of the Macaulay structure plan includes future-proofing against the impacts of climate change. We've strived to create a climate-ready precinct, an adaptable neighbourhood that prioritises accelerated emissions reduction actions and supports the transition to renewable energy. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Macaulay hyphen refresh. Make the city your local. Convenience and culture combine to offer residents the ultimate city lifestyle. After selling all her worldly possessions, Jazz Bell was set to live abroad until a global pandemic put a stop to her plans. While the world had to wait, Jazz has spent the time since enjoying the city lifestyle from the two-bedroom Flinders Street apartment she shares with her partner. With views of Melbourne's most iconic train station out her window, plus all the perks of city life on her doorstep, Jazz said the vibrancy and convenience of city living was hard to beat. Time is precious, and I can't justify an hour-long commute to and from work. Living in the city, there is no commute. Everything is within the free tram zone, or we walk, she said. If I'm home late after work, I can just pop downstairs to grab some ramen for dinner. There are so many ramen options. Ikuryu Fukuoka Ramen on Russell Street is a cute place to go. Each week, I read the What's On Melbourne newsletter to see what's new in the city and where to go for dinner or a drink. Even after being here for a year, we're still excited to find new places to try. And if one place is full there's always an equally good option to go to. On her list of recommendations are the underground Dessous in Flinders Lane for after-work cocktails and daughter-in-law in Little Burke Street for a fun dinner with friends. Bakamono in Lonsdale Street has the feel of Japan while being in Melbourne and my friends have just opened Queen Smith Barretto, an espresso wine bar on Queen Street. Jazz, a freelance creative, described herself as spontaneous and said the city ticks all the boxes for my lifestyle.
I love going to the football, dining out with friends. We walk to Queen Victoria Market to shop. There's so many gorgeous parks, gardens, and you can run along the river, she said. It's not the concrete jungle that many people have the idea of in their head. There are trees everywhere, and it's bustling and vibrant. The CBD is not just for city workers. There's a whole community of people who call the city home. While we're renting now, I would definitely consider buying an apartment in the city. There are so many beautiful apartments with floor-to-ceiling windows that are full of charm and character. Whether you're a first-home buyer, an upsizer, or an empty nester, there's never been a better time to live in Melbourne, with plenty of apartments for sale and rent. Take advantage of great stamp duty savings when you buy new properties in the city between now and the 30th of June 2022. A 50% stamp duty concession is available for new residential properties, including apartments valued at up to $1 million within the city of Melbourne, while a full waiver is available for new residential properties that have been on the market for more than 12 months. Make the city your local and enjoy extraordinary everyday living. For more information, visit realestate.com.au forward slash this is your local. The picture captions read, Stamp duty savings are drawing more home buyers into the central city. And seeking out new places to eat and drink like Queensmith Barreto is all in the fun of city living for Jazz Bell. Trailblazer named Melburnian of the Year Prominent businesswoman and Richmond Football Club president Peggy O'Neill, A.O., has been crowned 2021 Melburnian of the Year for her work advocating for women in leadership roles. Since moving to Melbourne from West Virginia more than 30 years ago, Peggy has forged a successful career as a lawyer and in 2013 became the first ever female president of an AFL club. Peggy is also a board member of Women's Housing Limited, helping disadvantaged and vulnerable women gain access to safe housing. When I came to Melbourne in 1989, I could never have imagined that an honour like this would come my way, Peggy said. My deepest thanks to the City of Melbourne for this recognition, when I consider those who have previously been named Melburnian of the Year, I'm surprised and truly humbled to find myself in such company. I'm particularly pleased that this award cites my lifetime commitment to equality for women and girls and the significant role that sport can play in making equality happen for all communities. Previous Melburnian of the Year winners include leading medical researcher Professor Doug Hilton, AO, and radiation oncologist and tobacco-free lobbyist Dr Bronwyn King, AO. The prestigious award forms part of the annual Melbourne Awards Programme, which this year recognised another eight organisations for their valued work across a range of industries. Winners included The Torch, a program supporting Aboriginal art in prison and in the community, Farmers' Daughters, a food and dining experience that champions local sourcing and sustainability, and RM Hive, 
an app developed to respond to the unique mental health needs of healthcare workers. Visit us online to read more about their amazing achievements. Read more stories at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au The picture caption reads, Peggy O'Neill, AO, is a prominent business leader and women's advocate. In brief, business support. Get free support to start, grow or adapt your business in the wake of COVID-19. To find out more, contact our business concierge team on 9658 9658. Press 1 for business or online. You can also subscribe to our Business in Melbourne newsletter for regular updates. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash business. New bike lanes. Get set to pedal along new protected bike lanes on Arden, Grattan and Macaulay Streets, Alexandra Avenue and many more routes across the city this year. Cycling is an efficient and sustainable way to travel, so we're building 40 kilometres of protected bike lanes to make it safer and easier than ever, working with the Victorian Government. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash city projects Green Line Update Imagine strolling from Birrarung Ma to the Balti Bridge through four kilometres of parklands. We've begun work on the Green Line project by gathering community feedback, upgrading Enterprise Park and planning a floating wetlands trial. Green Line will protect the environment and deliver $1 billion in economic activity. Participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Green Line. International Innovation Be inspired by big thinkers from Melbourne and Bandung in Indonesia who pitched ideas to solve our shared city challenges during our recent innovation series. The winners include projects that will make our cities more accessible, inclusive and flood-resistant. Read the full story in Melbourne Magazine online magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au Stream Council Meetings Watch future Melbourne Committee meetings live from wherever you are. Our live streaming capability aims to make Council discussions, community contributions and decision-making more transparent and accessible. Tune in live or catch up later. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash about council Your Council the Right Honourable Lord Mayor, Sally Cap, Portfolio Lead, City Transport, Infrastructure and Operations and Aboriginal Melbourne, 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au Deputy Lord Mayor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Lead, City Planning, 9658 9704. Email nicholas dot r e c e at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Dr Olivia Ball Portfolio Lead Health, Wellbeing and Belonging 
9658-9086. Email olivia.baal at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Rashina Campbell, Portfolio Lead, City Activation, 9658-9043. Email roshena dot C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Jason Chang, Portfolio Lead, Small Business, 9658-9038 Email jason.chang at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Elizabeth Mary Doidge Portfolio Lead, Sustainable Building, 9658-9636. Email elizabethmary dot doidge at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor David Griffiths, Portfolio Lead, Education and Innovation, 9658 9056. Email au. Councillor Jamal Hakim. Portfolio Lead, Creative Melbourne. 9658-8580. Email jamal.com. H-A-K-I-M at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Philip Lee Lu Portfolio Lead, Finance, Governance and Risk 9658-9630 Email p-h-i-l-i-p dot l-e-l-i-u at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Lead, Environment and Heritage, 9658-9051. Email rohan.leppert at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louis, Portfolio Lead, Business and Global Opportunities, 9658 9170. Email kevenlouis@melbourne.vic.gov.au. Tuesday the 1st of February, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 15th of February, 6pm. Council, Tuesday the 22nd of February, 5.30pm. March, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 1st of March, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 15th of March, 6pm. Council, Tuesday the 29th of March, 5.30pm. 
This year, we're holding the second future Melbourne committee meeting of each month in community locations across the municipality to shine a light on the unique needs of each neighbourhood and make it easier for people to engage with councillors and staff. The locations will include Carlton, West Melbourne, Parkville, Docklands, North Melbourne, South Yarra, East Melbourne, Fisherman's Bend, Kensington and Southbank. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash about council. Help us spot superb fairy wrens. Let us know when you see a superb fairy wren in your neighbourhood to help us understand where they live and how they move around. Your feedback will help us improve habitat for small birds in the city and beyond. Superb fairy wrens are found throughout southeastern Australia, commonly in urban parks and gardens with dense understory plants. They forage for insects on the ground and below shrubs, which makes them vulnerable to predators and habitat loss from urbanisation. As part of our Superb City Wrens project, we are working with BirdLife Australia, RMIT University, University of Melbourne and the community to track wren activity and plan planting projects to improve their habitat. You can identify adult breeding males by their bright blue and black plumage around the head and throat, which is brightest during the breeding season from spring to late summer. Females, juveniles and non-breeding males have greyish-brown plumage, males often with a blue tail. Females and juveniles also have distinctive red-orange colouring around their eyes and bills. Experts from BirdLife Australia recently fitted some local superb fairy wrens with coloured leg bands to help us identify them and monitor their movement patterns. The bands show where the birds were first found. In 2022, we are particularly interested in monitoring wren activity around Royal Park, Princess Park and Melbourne Cemetery. So next time you're visiting these areas, grab your binoculars and keep an eye out for some of these special banded birds. Visit us online to find out more and report your sightings. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash superb city wrens. The picture caption reads, Adult breeding male superb fairy wrens have bright blue plumage. Contact City of Melbourne, melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. Phone 03 9658-9658. National Relay Service, Teletypewriter, TTY, users, phone 133677. Then ask for 03 9658-9658. Speak and Listen users phone 1300 555 727, then ask for 03 9658 9658. In person, Melbourne Town Hall, Administration Building, 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne. Business hours, Monday to Friday. Connect, facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Instagram.com 
forward slash City of Melbourne, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash City of Melbourne. Postal address, City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria, 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Read and subscribe to Melbourne Magazine online at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Audio version. To hear an audio version of Melbourne Magazine, visit the Melbourne Library Service on SoundCloud or contact Vision Australia on print access at visionaustralia.org or 02 3524. Interpreter Services We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03 Somali 03-9280-0722 Spanish 03-9280-0723 Vietnamese 03-9280-0725 All other languages, including Arabic, Hindi and Korean 03-9280-0723 Disclaimer. Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from Reliance on any information contained in the publication. Copyright. All applicable copyrights reserved for City of Melbourne, except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth. No part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of City of Melbourne. You have been listening to... Melbourne Magazine, January to June 2022. Your City of Melbourne Magazine. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia, website www.visionaustralia.org. Care has been taken in the recording of this publication. But Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted.
Your narrator was Jenny Seedsman. This concludes the recording.